Congratulations. Congratulations. You are listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the base number one arts and culture podcast. <laughs> wow. With me. I know. With me, Kate Rhodes. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz. Did you almost say art and music podcast? I did. How did you know? Because I heard the M, the M pause. We had our 300th episode, the greatest episode we've ever done. It was really week. fun. I love that episode. It's now my favorite episode. <laughs> Yay! But now we need to get right back into our bread and butter, which is reading off a bunch of bullshit, okay? Listen up, artist. You know our old place out there, Montavo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Here's Kate. The deal. Did you do any voice, uh, voice wake up this morning? I The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. There you go. That sounds pretty okay. good. Yeah. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Montalvo has an open call for California-based artists of all disciplines for the Sally and Don Lucas Artist Residency Program. The applications close on March 17th, so you should really apply for this. Everybody I know who's ever gone there has had a relatively good time. Um, I'll put a link. I'm going to really put links this time. Mason, we're coming back to the show back. with the energy of a thousand suns. Oh, I like that. What do you think? For some reason, I was thinking the energy of a thousand horses, but I think the sun is more powerful. I would agree for sure that the sun is more powerful than a single horse. Uh, well, a How many horses? horses? Now, considering horsepower, right soon, which is how many horses would it would you need to match the power of the sun? According to NASA, the sun produces an amount of energy equal to five times one thousand and twenty-three horsepower. Okay. Okay. Why can't they just say that as a whole number? Why do they have to be a little bitch about it? So tell me what is five times what now? One hundred twenty-three thousand. It's five thousand one hundred. It's five thousand one hundred and fifteen horses. That's like not that many horses, in my opinion. It's really not. I feel like I feel like I could almost maybe not visualize completely, but kind of almost visualize that many horses. I can visualize that many horses. I can visualize infinite horses. You know, there. Do you know about this condition people have discovered recently called I've, aphantasia? Oh, uh, no. I feel like I've heard of it maybe, but I don't remember. Okay, there's like a chart that shows you different apples, and then number one is like a completely photorealistic depiction of an apple. Number two is just like a red flat image. Number three is like grayscale, and then, you know, it gets less and less detailed and then until there's just nothing. Yeah. And it's like when you picture an apple in your mind, what do you see of this scale of different apples? Mm -hmm. And some people don't see anything. And they have aphantasia because they don't have a mind's eye. They don't visualize things in their mind. Now, I think this is all bullshit, personally. Well, I don't think I've ever Because I think people are just misinterpreting what visualizing something in your mind's eye means. Because it's not like I, I don't, I think I have a pretty... I can visualize things in my mind with a lot of detail, mm-hmm. but it's not like I close my eyes and I hallucinate that I'm seeing something in front of me right. like I would if my eyes were open. So I think it's all a bunch of propaganda bullshit. But point is, Maysoon, I think we can visualize in our mind's eye twice the amount of horses that have the power of the sun. Yeah. So how can this be? I'm impressed by that. I want to now. I want to get five thousand 
what is it, 115 horses together and really see that. And be like, this is the sun now. And I want to be like, everyone, run. <laughs> I want to get them all running at the same time. Got it. Yeah. Intense. And then we'll have, and do you think that we'll be able to replace fossil fuels? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay. Well, good but that it, we know that. But I am interested in, under, in like, like, will that feel powerful? I'm sure it would feel really powerful to be in Oh, yeah. Just one horse 5, is terrifying horses. to me. Interesting. When's the last? Well, you've ridden horses. I have ridden a horse. I mean, only like yeah. once or twice. Were you not bowled over by its raw animal power? Yeah, I was absolutely bowled over by it. There you go. And that was just one horse. That was just one fucking horse. So imagine. Yeah. They're incredible. 5,115 pulsating, undulating <laughs> equine muscles. Wow. Yikes. Okay, Mason. Now, the applications for this Montalvo residency are due on March 17th, as I mentioned. How do okay. we get there? Like, how do we... Because you started off at the Montalvo residency, and then we went off into a tangent. Well, I said we were coming back to the podcast with the force of a thousand suns, which would be equal to 5,115,000 horses. Wow. That I can't visualize. I can't. Come you on, can. soon. Millions? Come I on, can't. you can visualize five million horses. No, I really can't. I don't think yeah, you can. Could we fit five million horses on the planet? Oh, God, now we're just going down a rabbit hole here. I think so, yeah. The planet is huge. This is some of our best. This is our already <laughs> our best episode we've ever done. Maysoon, just in North America, there are 19 million horses. What? There's 19,487,398 horses in North America. Now, this is as of 2017, and I would imagine the numbers are only growing. There are 14, there are over 14 million in Asia, over 13 million in South America, six, over 6 million in Africa, only 5.7 million in Europe. And 404,000 in Oceania. We've got to be able to harness that power somehow. That's incredible. The that's United, like way, that's over, way over that's the That's way sun. more than the sun. <laughs> multiple yeah, times. exactly. Many multiple yep. times. Just in the United States, there are 10.26 million horses. That's twice the horsepower of the sun. Mexico coming in at, a, at second with six... Point three five, then Brazil with five point four five million. Wait, I thought we decided China the horsepower of the sun two. was five thousand one hundred fifteen. We, if it's ten million, we have way more than that. Oh right, we have like <laughs> hundreds of more, hundreds to hundred times more than that. You know. So wait, okay, wait, hold on, okay. So putting that into terms of how much energy the sun has, that is nineteen hundred and fifty five suns. Right, that's a fucking lot. We're fucking around too much. <laughs> we are fucking around too much. I mean, if you just think of how much power we can generate. Exactly. Just through horses alone, it's which I'm not saying we're doing that. It's just fuel like, energy. Jesus Christ. It's the goddamn fossil fuel executives with their hands around our throats. Yeah. If we can figure out a way how to harness explore. the energy of like people and horses just, just walking, doing their regular daily activities, you know, like that Just alone. doing normal things. I don't want to interfere or harm the horses no, no, or I don't even either. inconvenience them. Of course. I don't even want to inconvenience But them. we could do the same thing with humans, too. Like, some, some, I mean, like, if I'm just walking to work or I'm just riding my bike to work and somehow my energy is, is benefiting 
Like, I'd be up for that as long as it wasn't, like, imperative that I had to do something, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Or, like, Absolutely. maybe they maybe we figure out a way how to harness energy at gyms, right? Where people are f- going there to work out. That's There's yep. already, like, a certain amount of energy they do coming that. out of those. Do at they? The Portland State University <clears throat> gym, um, ellipticals or some shit, that power the lights of the gym. Oh, cool. I think. Okay, don't quote me on that. Okay, well, but I mean, stuff like that is possible. Okay, Mason, Premier Jr. is saying a hearty farewell. sad about three that. years i'm not kind of sad but i feel like i knew this was coming but i'm i'm sad for them i'm sad that it's leaving but i'm also i get it it was a great run i know i think Such they initially run. planned to do it for less than three years and then it extended yeah and so i think they did a great job they sure did um keep doing freaky stuff remember the under bed gallery we're welcoming that too many places right. are closing and ending and under bed gallery needs to pick up the slack <laughs> I want to give a hearty shout out to Sarah Hotchkiss and Zoe Teleporis for that project. We loved it. Thank you yes. so much. Good job, Sarah and <clears throat> Zoe. That was such a cool thing. Okay, Taste is happening over there at Root Division. Oh. Mark your calendar for Thursday, April 27th. That's quite far in the future. That's multiple months in the future. From 7.30 to 9.30, but the VIP thing is 6.30. And there's okay. going to be delicious food and experiences to help raise money for Root Division. We got to go over there. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. I would like to visit. D- the DeRosa has a new show opening up. by. It's called Negotiations with Eden by William Allen. That's opening on February 11th. At 530. Mm-hmm. William Allen is a painter and key figure in the history of Northern California art. This is his first major museum exhibition in 30 years. In okay. 30 years? In 30 motherfucking wow. years. That's huge. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. Okay. Good job. That's amazing. I'm sure. I'm sure. He he's was one thrilled. of the big figures yeah, of the Bay Area's funk scene in the 60s and 70s. Wow. He's known primarily as a painter, but this reveals the full span of his practice, okay? Okay. I'm excited for this show. Get out there. Make a day of it. Okay, Telematic has a new show opening up called Virtues and Vices, Voices from the Wondercomer. And it is the opening reception is February 23rd from 6 to 9, and it's up until April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's time-based works in this show by... A shit ton of artists, including Laura Kim, Layla Weaver, Manoush Zamoradinia, and many others. Mm. I mean, really, like a star-studded, star-studded yeah. amount. You name them, they're in it. February 23rd up until October. April 1st. <laughs> the show, there's also going to be two books published by this. Wow. Okay. Wow, this looks pretty fucking good. That's a lot of work, though, in their tiny little It's space. a really small space, yeah. The San Jose Museum of Art has an upcoming exhibition. It's The opening celebration is Friday, March 10th from 6 to 9, and it is called Family Business by Sadie Barnett. Now, I think this year is going to be the year of Sadie Barnett. I feel like it's already been the year of Sadie Barnett. Okay, it's been several years of Sadie Barnett, but it's going <laughs> to really continue. culminate this year. Good. Because I think that they are installing the Eagle Creek Saloon at SF MoMA. 
Oh, wow. And so it's going to be a lot of Sadie Barnett this year. Get ready to party down and dance. Good. In a pink. At the Eagle Creek Saloon. Yeah, I love it. So um, the opening celebration is going to be March 10th from 6 to 9 at the San Jose Museum of Art. San Jose. Actually, this is also the year of San Jose becoming <laughs> the capital of the Bay Area. <laughs> what if we just did San Jose reviews from now on? Yeah, we're becoming much more South Bay-centric this year. Do you think so? I wouldn't mind it. Are you getting your car? Yes, Katie and I are looking into getting a car. If you have one that you're trying to sell. I feel that it could happen, and then you and I will be completely travel-ready. South Bay-bound. Do you think we could get people to pay us for to give them little shuttle rides to art things? Um, Basically, I'll just become an Uber driver is what I'm saying. (laughs) An arts Uber driver. I know, but then I need like a van or something. (laughs) Maybe you should get a van. You know, maybe I can put a um, trailer hitch on the back and load people up in a tiny little trailer. For my, in my jobs, I always, I kind of covet, I kind of want a van. I love the idea of like programs where I can get everyone in a van together and we go somewhere. Okay, yeah, let's get a van. Hang on, let me hop on Craigslist real quick. Okay, here we go. Here's a Toyota Sienna minivan for only $2,600 in San Jose. How many seats? That's like six people, seven people probably? Maybe eight, two, three, I mean, I think they're seating for five, six, seven. But, you know, we could get creative. Mm -hmm. We could put some seats on the roof. (laughs) It's got 260,000 miles. What if but we it put like stadium seats on the roof? I mean, not for driving Mason, people around, we but could for get like driving vans and shit. You know, for an Altex grant. Wow, I bet you we could. Okay, let's keep that in mind, wow. Maysoon. Wait, Maysoon, yes. here is like a fucking mail truck. Oh, but no windows. Damn, this looks dangerous as shit. <laughs> it's so boxy those mail trucks. Seventy-eight thousand or seventy-eight hundred bucks for that. We need an electric limo. Okay, Mason. Here's the deal. The Headlands has an opening on Sunday, February twelfth, from three to five. It is Mark Thompson Semaphore, a lifelong beekeeper. Thompson Semaphore harkens back to he works in the artist's oeuvre, featuring collaboration with living bees. Remember, he put that he has like a beehive backpack that he like walks around in really yeah. slowly. And transforms the gym into a multi-sensory installation utilizing sound, video, architectural intervention, and beeswax. Ooh, I bet it's going to smell good. It's going to smell amazing. Yeah. Okay, so check that out. February 12th, 3 to 5. If you want to give us a ride, get in contact. Mm -hmm. Um, BAM PFA has a new show coming up. It is Amalia Mesa Baines, Archaeology Mm -hmm. of, of Memory. And there's a press preview for that that already happened. Shit. <laughs> we missed it. Should we start really getting to press previews? Born in the Bay Area to Mexican immigrant parents, Amalia Mesa Baines has been a major force in the Chicane art community for nearly half a century, advancing the visibility of this important movement as an advocate and scholar, as well as a distinguished practitioner. Mesa Bain's interest in Mexican indigenous ancestral traditions is reflected in her altar installations, a form of gallery-wide multimedia work she pioneered in the 1970s that reimagines traditional practices such as the home altar or roadside shrine through a contemporary lens. Well, we gotta go see this. Yeah. Let's do, maybe we need to do a Berkeley Day too. 
because I want to see that show and I still want to go to the Berkeley Art Center for the show they have there um, that Nas curated called yes, The Letters let's go of Minna Harker. How long is that up till? That's up through March 12th. and Oh, great. We got time. But let's an... not take it for granted, Maysoon. No, no, we won't. No, we no, can't we take won't. it for granted like we do the 1955 solar power of North America's horses. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You confused me. You flipped it and I was like, hold on now, what's happening? We've been talking about underbed gallery and wanting people to open up their little freaky spaces and 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 all the stuff they're doing really going balls to the wall. Maybe we should get that maybe we should get that postal service truck and do like mobile podcast recording. As okay, a, but as it's seven thousand dollars. Okay, well okay. I don't think we can get a grant for that much. But what I'm saying here is there is a new alternative art space called Staircase. It's at 148 Clement Street. We got to go here, too. We got to go everywhere. They have a show up right now called Some Gamut um, by Laura Figa, and it is up until February 26th. Okay. Okay. Do you know what their hours are? Are they like a by appointment only because they're in someone's house? I believe that they are by appointment on Thursday and Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, they're just open regular from 12 to 5. Oh, okay, cool. And once again, they are on 148 Clement Street. Let me tell you a little bit about this space. It's an experimental space from curious collaborators, Lindsay Albert and Ivana Kolendich. I hope I'm saying your guys' (laughs) names right. The inaugural series is born out of the need for more alternative and affordable art spaces in Yay. the Bay Area. Good job, you Yay. guys. This kind of is wild to me, too, because of stairwells. And stairwells has been gone now. The collaboration between Carrie Lynn and Sarah Hotchkiss, where they yeah. would go on tours of stairwells led by artists and do freaky shit. Yep. And I'm wondering if the younger artists even know about that. That's the thing about these spaces that close or collaborative collaborations that end i don't know how they live on like other than just in our memories right it's ephemeral this is where we need like and the horses the age-old discussion of needing like a bay area like repository or archive of bay area art spaces yeah other everyone should do their own freaky ship i think for those of us who like to do research and look into archives (laughs) you know yeah should we do that? I can't do any more than we're already doing. No, you Someone can't else do, it. do everything we're saying. Someone do what, what whatever it is we're saying. I feel like Jack maybe it's Fisher's a conversation with the up. library. Maybe I should have a conversation with the library. I'll, I'll put another one there. I'll have a try to have a conversation with the library and see if we can kind of start like an art specific, Bay Area art specific archive. I can't be doing you're gonna You're not going to talk to the fucking library. <laughs> I'm just doing what I do best, okay? Putting the ideas out there, okay, saying yeah, I'm going to follow up, it. and then I'm not going to follow yeah. up. But if someone else does, follow up, take it and it. run. <laughs> Listen, Joe the library, the library has like a, is like the city archive. You know that, right? They have a huge archive of everything that happens in oh, the yeah. city, and so I think it's kind of like our responsibility. All I have to as, say is, God bless the library. Absolutely, we. It's kind of our responsibility to bring things to them that we think need to be historicized or archived. Sure enough, that's all I'm saying. Okay, oh, God, all right, fine. Add okay. that to the responsibility pile. <laughs> or maybe SF Moma's library. I wonder what they like what their sort of philosophy is around collecting. May soon over our intervening time where we were on break, I became interested in old growth forest. Yeah. And there is an old growth forest like registry where there they break it down by state and then by county of where you can go oh. to see old growth forest. Oh yeah. Some forests which are the same as they were 
10,000 years ago. Right. Including the live, the Coast Live Oak Grove in Golden Gate Park. The Coast Live Oak a tree that was indigenous to San Francisco County mm-hmm. before European colonization. You can go in the Oak Grove in Golden Gate Park and be transported mm. back 10,000 years. That's nice. See, that's such an amazing, like, um, like imagination ex- experiment, you know? Yes, yes. Okay, well, Johansson Project has a show up. It is Andrew Catanese, a solo exhibition. It's up until February 25th. These are some wild paintings. Um, it's a lot of like really gestural, expressive paintings of animals, freaky, luscious, bright colors, frogs with paintbrushes and human, human chests. <laughs> Skulls and flowers and trees. Mm. SF Camera Work also has a group show up, Dismantling Monoliths. And they're also, Uh I know we already talked about this, but I'm just so surprised that they're at Fort Mason now. I don't know how I'm ever going to get there when we get our When I have my car, Mason, nothing will stand in our way. That's true. I know some people who are so good at taking the bus everywhere, and I just suck at that. Well, getting out to Fort Mason on the bus is such a bitch. Yeah, but people do it. Now, the wild thing about this SF Camera Work show is that Tara Krasnack is in it. And Tara Krasnack was a collaborator with my old boss from Ohio, Danielle Julian Norton. And it is just so wild to have that come full circle. So everybody get out to this show. And check it out. It is going to be up until the Lord's Day (laughs) of March 25th. And we want to say a big congratulations to A. Preston Mint, who just became the new executive director of SF Camera Work. Oh, that's right. Congratulations, A. I want to give a shout out. Equinom Gallery has an opening or had a show, had an opening, has a show currently called Grid. It's a group exhibition. And is that also at Fort Mason? No, no. Equinom is over here in the Mission at uh, 25th in Alabama. Oh, my bad, my bad. And that features the work of Eric William Carroll, Julia Goodman, Michael Light, Clea McKenna, and Ainsley West Rivers. And I was supposed wow. to go to the opening yesterday, but I had a headache and went home and slept. <laughs> so, sorry, I missed it, everybody. Um, but yeah, I love that. I really like um, that gallery and the, the um, director there. Monique, she's she's pretty fantastic. So get out there and May check soon. out the gallery. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Maysoon, have you been over to see the Seeker show yet at SF Mama? I haven't. I need to get there, too. Okay, let me know as soon as you get there so we can really discuss it. Okay, shoot. Okay, I'll try to make a plan sooner. Sooner well, than later. Well, I'll go with you if you want. We can get in with our press passes. Oh, I always forget that. Let's make new press passes again. Let's make new press passes. Okay. Yeah. So we won't talk about that, but I will say I was at SF MoMA yesterday for a pet portrait drawing um, event where Stella and Tomoko over there at SF MoMA, what department are they? They're in the education department. Those are my former colleagues. They do all the best shit. They did the soapbox derby. They did this, which was awesome. People could just submit a picture of their pet and then for and for free. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, artists, there were 50 local artists at SF MoMA who all got paid. I forget how much we got paid. 
but a no, you very didn't. fair a hmm. very fair amount of money. How many hours were you there drawing or painting? Or I was there from ten to four thirty. Oh, so that was like a full day, like a full day. Yep. Wow. That's you know, a lot. but you and you were hopefully only had to do four portraits over that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe so. There were fifty artists, and I think there were like over two hundred and seventy portraits actually done. Wow. But Damn. let me tell you how many people submitted oh, no. images. Sixteen hundred. What? Oh, see, yeah. So maybe next time the powers that be will give a bigger budget for that because it was massive, massive wow. turnout. People loved it. Aww. I had a great time. So were there people? Um, people I, you went know, and I could watch hate you the Fisher things. family. I hate the motherfuckers that run that shit. Mm-hmm. And you know who I mean? The fucking shadow government of SF Moma. <laughs> Yes, I do. But I love Stella and Tomoko and all the staff that were there. Shout out to Christo. Shout out to every Claire, everybody. Aw. Maya. Um, it was a it was a great thing. Stella, it, somebody should just give Stella and Tomoko a budget to do their own thing. Yeah. Well, they have a budget to do their own thing. Yeah, but like really their own thing where they don't have to talk to some fucking <laughs> dipshit. Yeah, to, well, you know. unfortunately, they work for the dipshits, so they have to talk to them. Yeah, let's get the dipshits out of the mix. Cut out the middleman. Okay, Maysoon, anyhow, there Wait, is I a want, no, open... I have questions. Uh-huh. Sorry, you can't just yes. go that quickly. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, please. <clears throat> did you do... Where Where was that held, that event? Was it in the Education Center, or was it in the White Box, or... Yep, it was in the Education um, thing, the Coret, whatever you call it, the on correct, the second yeah. floor, mm-hmm. and then out in the open area over there by ticketing in the um, cafe. Oh, you know? cute. So that's all like the free area. That is a free so area. So there were artists there. And then the white box on the fourth floor also had a bunch of artists working. And then when the portraits were done, they're on display now up there for, I think, a couple days or whatever. Oh, cute. So that part was pay part. Right. So you you do have to pay to get to the fourth floor. But you could go. And so the rest of it was all just free. And there were people there, like, like, walking around looking at at you guys drawing and stuff. Yeah. And the Sika um, stuff, all that is free. Like, you don't have to pay to see all that stuff. So it was all You don't have to pay to see Sika? No. It's in the second floor gallery, so isn't it? That's not free. Oh, here we go. SF MoMA's Floor 2 galleries are free for all through May 29th. Whoa. I had no idea. But don't ever pay for a ticket, Mason. We get in with our fake well, ass that's usually press what, pass. No, no, I, I usually ask for, I usually ask Tomoko for a ticket or get someone else to get me a ticket or whatever. But that it's always like sort of the delay then because I'm trying to figure out like, okay, I got to go. I'm going to see everything I can see. You know what I mean? Like, whereas if something's free, oh, you just yeah. pop in all the time to see like one yeah. piece or to see five pieces or the whole yeah. show or whatever. Yeah. Hell Yeah. It's just, it's a different relationship with visiting the museum if you can just go whenever the hell you want. Yep. Cool. I had going. no idea. I really wish I'd known that sooner. Okay, Maysoon, here's the real truth. SoMarts has a show up. I'm very interested in this. It's called Muni Raised Me, and it's curated by Maymay Lee. Do you know Maymay Lee? I don't know Maymay Lee, but it's definitely not Because you're also Maymay. I'm kind of, yeah, Katie calls me Maymay, which I love. And Daisy. That's right. Daisy. Yes. Well, and Sasha Vu and Celie Tomayo Lee. 
It's a multidisciplinary exhibition that is a love letter to working class San Francisco and an exploration of belonging to a land that is not ours, that we will never own, but that we owe. Featuring Bay Area artists and community organizers, Muni Raise Me will also showcase a customized Muni bus in the gallery. Wow. That's amazing. Hell yeah. That's what you can do when you got a big ass roll up door. Mm hmm. Just drive a straight up car in there. Bus. Hell yeah. And you can make it to the opening reception for that on Thursday, February 23rd from 6 to 9, and the show will be up until April 9th. Cool. I want to give a quick shout out to Et al. Gallery and their many locations. Oh, yes. They're opening their newest location, which is they're in their same location as China, their Chinatown um, gallery, but the dry cleaner on the first floor closed and they're taking over that space as a project space. And they have an opening that's, uh, I don't know the exhibition dates for some reason, but it opens today, February 5th, which is the Sundays, but it will be open for a little while longer. And it features Christopher Garrett and Cliff Hengst. Yay! I know, yay. So get on out yay. there and check out the new at all space. May soon, let's do our favorite segment here. And it is Guess the Price of Something in the Bay Area on Craigslist. Oh, Happy New Year to me. Happy New Year to Maysoon. You're about to really flex your mental muscles. <laughs> I haven't been shopping and at Craigslist lately, though, actually. So I wonder if I'll do You don't look at Craigslist every single day, all day long? No. Okay, Maysoon, this is a female nude sculpted artwork. It is in Modesto in the Central Valley, actually. Mm -hmm. We never get out to Modesto. This beautiful life-size ceramic sculpted study of the female form. They're saying life-size. I don't believe it. Whoa. Is there a picture? It was completely sculpted by hand and kiln-fired. There sure is a picture. But you don't have anything in the image that could give you a sense of the scale. Okay. Um, It's an original work signed and dated by the artist Mark T. O'Brien. Okay. Okay. Rich, warm, earth tone, red terra sigillata, 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 (laughs) accentuates the beautiful, curvaceous features of the piece. Available for purchase from the artist, located in Modesto in the Central Valley. Mm -hmm. It's what kind of, so it's clay, fired clay. It's it's a ceramic Ceramic. piece. Mm -hmm. I have to say... How do you feel about it? It's not something I would want to keep in my home. How because realistic Because it is, is it? just a woman's torso. Oh, it's a torso. God, it's so weird. Fucking no weird. arms, no head, no, no head. legs. Ew. Just some <sighs> very, um, some very unnatural looking boobs. Oh. Like, okay. Hmm. I'm going to say this artist probably thinks that they're, okay, let me not just say that. Let me not say that. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say $200. Two You're saying $200? $250. $250? Now, the artist also included their website, which I'm looking at now, which has busts of Can you some tell very me their name famous again? figures. I won't look at their website. I won't look at the Craigslist posting. The artist's name is Mark T. O'Brien. Okay. And their website is nobleart.com. Oh, no. <laughs> what the fuck? 
And at their website, you can get busts of such figures as Martin Luther King Jr., oh God. <laughs> Robert Kennedy. This is an extremely prolific artist. Okay, Maysoon is $250. Is that your final answer? Well, I just went up again, but I think let's just stick at $250 for now. It is $2,800 oh, for this bewildering for the dismembered torso of a woman. Well, I got that one wrong. Okay, here's another <laughs> statue. Okay, Mason. Well, we did another episode. <laughs> yes, we did. So far, we're batting a thousand since we came <laughs> back from break. We're doing so well. We're back to solar powered horsepower. <laughs> That's right. Okay, people, get in touch. Uh, give us a call 419 351 6606. You can tweet us at Pine Tree Podcast. You can send us an email, congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. We want to say a huge thank you to our sustaining donors, Jim Prosser and Anonymous. We should have said that in the beginning. That's okay. Um, and we want to thank you, the listeners. And do please send us your listener feedback or you are dead to us. <laughs> Not really. Okay. May soon I'm going to be riding the rays of the sun from the bridge. <laughs> to the other bridge. By horse. To the island in between. <laughs> this has been Congratulations, Congratulations Pine, Pine Tree. tree.